You're listening to the Get Unstuck Podcast with business mentor, health and fitness influencer, and trainer Heather Newman. Each week, Heather provides you with tips and tools to glitter your soul and add sparkle to your life. Let's get unstuck. You are not a tree, so let's learn to move, change, and find true happiness by creating a vision and living your dreams. For blog posts, business tips, fitness training, at-home workouts, and more, subscribe to GlitterU.com. Now, let's get happy. Here's your host, Heather Newman. Well, hello, you guys. I am Heather Newman, and this is the hashtag Get Unstuck podcast, episode number 132. Today, we are going to continue with um, this little series. I call it a mindset coaching series, but I think it really falls under the umbrella of life coaching series. So you can tell by the title, I adjusted that word. There is some overlap with mindset coaching and life coaching, but this definitely falls under the life coaching series umbrella. So we're going to talk today about the reality of our feelings. And um, if you are a woman, I'm sure you probably are if you're listening to my podcast, but maybe not, in the second half of life and you are just ready to take full responsibility for your own well-being and create a life that you love living, you are in the right place. Again, I am your host. My name is Heather Newman. And after spending the first, uh, you know, I teeter-totter on this number, but I'm going to say after spending about the first 48 years of my life being a major, major people pleaser, um, and following all the rules of society, which I still am a very good citizen. Don't get me wrong. I still follow all the rules, but not all the rules. I was tired of it, and I was just ready for a change. So I decided in 2017 to kind of reinvent myself. I guess that's the best words that I could find to use. I stopped outsourcing my happiness. I realized that happiness is definitely an inside job. And I have been brave enough to live a different kind of life. I have gone through numerous, numerous trainings and coachings and teachings and um, workshops and education. And I've gotten certified as a life coach. And I'm back in school through another program that I am loving the way the model is structured. So I am sharing that with all of my clients. You can find out more at GlitterU.com. But I'll be here each week to help you to do the same thing. And this is going to be a lot of fun. So this is a little bit of a shift. Um, I am a health and fitness coach. I've been in the fitness industry since I was, oh, my God, in my early 20s. That was that was in the early 90s, you guys. You know, wigwam socks and the, the high-top tennis shoes and all that good stuff. But I wanted to welcome you back to the podcast if you are coming back and if you've never been here before, again, welcome to you. It's so nice to connect. We have been rolling right along over here with this life coaching series and I'm really getting into the groove of it. I do feel like this is absolutely my passion. Like I just love it. I hope whatever... um or wherever you are and whatever you're doing today, that you are in your own groove and that you also are loving it. And if you're not loving it, that's okay too, right? <laughs> so I am a certified nutrition coach. I am a fitness instructor. I am a bar instructor. I'm a health and life coach. And I usually talk to women like you 
who want to create a life that you actually love living. That's what I do for me, and I absolutely love my life. I create a very magical life every single day, and I think that you should too. (laughs) I think that every woman on the planet should be living a life that they absolutely love living. Not to get derailed from the podcast, but just yesterday, um, one of my boys said, they had to go into a store for, it was actually the automobile vehicle place for their vehicle, and left there and said that the person who they had contact with, um, he basically said she was freaking miserable. And I just thought, wow, you know, for someone so young to be able to recognize that someone is not loving their life or having a bad day. I mean, we all have a bad day, don't get me wrong, but I try really hard Um, to treat people with respect and kindness, no matter what kind of day I'm having. Like, why take that out on somebody else? You know what I mean? Anyway, I thought that was kind of fitting. But we, um, you know, being a life coach for women, we talk about pretty much anything A to Z. All of my clients are a little bit different, and I do have a very specialized type of lifestyle coaching. You can find that at GlitterU.com. If you click on the tab up top, it says Life Coaching. And we can do just like a one, one-time consultation kind of thing, or you can buy a three-pack, or I've got something super special that I only open up to two clients a quarter, and I work with you for a decent amount of time, and we go really, really like deep diving into where you are, where you want to be, and I help you fill that gap or build the bridge on how to get there. So... Um, A lot of my clients come to me because the bottom line is that they just want to feel better and they want to learn how to generate more positive feelings, and I know how to do that. Um, It takes some practice, but we can all relate to that, like wanting that, right? We all just want to basically feel better, and our feelings matter. They are what drives us. We show up in our life or we don't show up in our life or to our life because of the way we feel. So the thing is that life is pretty much 50-50. Sometimes we feel amazing and beautiful and bright and brave and strong, and we love those feelings, and we wish that we could feel like this all of the time. And we also wish that our kids and our husband and our friends that they could feel this way all the time. But the truth is, they don't, and we don't. And guess what? We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to be happy all of the time. And I don't know if we were just brought up that way or I was brought up that way, that it it's kind of sad to say happy really isn't even the goal. It is the goal, but it isn't the goal. Life is half negative. And life is half positive, and that is what makes life perfect. But because without the highs, the happy highs, we wouldn't appreciate the lows. And without those lows that sometimes they feel so dreadful, we know that this too shall pass. I know you've heard that that saying before, this too shall pass. And that means that there will be brighter days ahead or even in the next 10 minutes. The reality is that we feel anxious 
and we feel annoyed sometimes, and sometimes we feel really alone. We feel maybe belittled and bitter and sometimes even blindsided, but we can also feel cranky and crabby and criticized and desperate, devastated, disconnected, maybe more fragile on certain days, frustrated, even furious. Can you relate to any of those words or to all of that? No one likes to feel like this, right? No one likes to feel those things that I just mentioned. But the reality is we all do at times. And that's perfectly fine. We are human. We are meant to feel feelings. They do not make us weak. They're meant to be felt. And it doesn't mean anything is wrong. Nothing's gone wrong with us or with our life. Feelings are meant to be acknowledged and they're meant to be felt. Feelings are very important. And believe it or not, our feelings are what dominate our entire life. So feelings are a really big deal. Feelings are not wrong. All the feelings are right, and we are meant to feel all of the feelings. Tough few years. Have you felt a little lost, fell off track, or maybe your life feels like it's been flipped upside down? Are you ready to get back on track with a simple jump start the healthy way? The seven day sugar detox, Sugar is the Devil book, is now available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It is a straightforward shortcut that tells you exactly what to eat and how to do this. The seven day sugar detox, Sugar is the Devil workbook and guide by Heather Newman will help you navigate a new healthy relationship with food. It will teach you which foods work for you and those that don't. This seven day sugar detox guide is meant to be a staple. It's not a one time use only book. It's one that you'll want to keep coming back to over and over again for guidance. It's the permanent solution that you've been looking for. This guide is used as a resource to get you back on track when you fall off, and we all do. It's a journey, not a destination. So happy to hear how many of you are enjoying this book, getting massive weight loss results, and use it as a tool after those binging weekends when you've really whooped it up. It's the perfect, easy-to-follow guide, including a grocery list and meal planning recipe options for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner. If it's not on the list, it's not for us. Be sure to grab yours today and grab one for a friend. The 7-Day Sugar Detox, Sugar is the Devil by Heather Newman is available in a paperback and a hardback version. Visit the website www.sugardetox7.com or simply find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Sugar is the devil. So negative feelings are in our body for a reason. And I know a lot of people may actually try to run from them. They actually have a purpose. We can learn so much from our feelings when we actually understand why they are there. So they are actually a clue for us. They're kind of like, hey, pay attention to me. And they're absolutely harmless. They can teach us a lot if we let them. So the ironic thing is the more that we allow negative feelings, like to feel the negative feelings, the more we actually learn to process and to feel our negative feelings, the better you're going to feel on the other side. That's how it works. That's why people who bottle up feelings and don't 
face negative emotions, you know, letting it out, be it whatever that is, like if that's a a good cry for you or a long walk for you or, you know, praying for you, whatever that looks like for you to actually process it, that's actually how it works. And when people don't have the ability to process those types of thoughts and feelings, that is when things can get kind of bottled up and then it can have basically an effect just like a volcano. So pay attention. So today I want to walk you through four steps that I have learned that you can take to actually feel better. And the first one is learning to actually own your feelings, right? No matter what they are, you're the creator of all of your emotions, and that is the number one most important thing for you to know. Um, it's important to recognize um, that your feelings never come from an outside source. I know it may feel like it does, but you have to realize that you are the only one in control of your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, and it takes a while to learn how to manage those if you are coming from a very childlike emotion, emotional state, and I don't mean that in any derogatory way. I, too, would act on emotion years ago before I started getting coached and understanding I'm so fascinated with the way the brain works. And then, you know, with health and fitness, it all ties together because a lot of people, a lot of humans, um, including myself back in the day, who are not able to stay disciplined per se or to stay active in a um, fitness program, it literally comes down to what they're feeling and why they don't feel that they are able to stick to their guns. It it all comes full circle, and that's what's led me into getting more certifications in life coaching because as the onion peels back the layers, you understand that everything is derived from some inside work. Anyway, okay, that's getting a little bit too too deep, as my husband would say. but. Know that your feelings never come from outside of you, okay? And you may not agree with that right now, but eventually, if you do the work, you'll start to understand that they are they are triggered by your thoughts that you think. And once you start owning your own power and creating your own thoughts, like managing, I should say, your own thoughts, then you can get in like any kind of life experience that you actually want. Everything is in your power. Everything opens up for you when you realize that these are choices, these are decisions, these are a way of organizing and managing my own reactions, my feelings, and my thoughts. So my one of my mentors once said, you don't need to feel better You just need to get better at feeling. And I totally get that now. Like, the better we get at feeling all of our feelings, both positive and the negative, the better that we are going to feel all around. So you don't have to wait for an apology for someone or from anyone else in order to feel better. And once you adopt that and understand that I 
I don't have to wait for an apology from anyone else for me to feel better. You don't have to change jobs to feel better. Your kids don't have to feel better before you can feel better. You can feel okay even if other people don't. (laughs) And I'm not saying that, like, become a stone-cold, heartless person. It's just that you are fully responsible for the way that you feel and that's the most important thing for you to understand is that you own your feelings and next step number two um name your feelings and then connect the thoughts that are creating them so how are you feeling and why are you feeling that way like You might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed because you think that you have way too much to do. This is me pretty much on a daily basis. And then I'm like, whoa, Nelly, let's let's manage, let's lasso and manage these thoughts and feelings. But you may think you have too much to do and not enough time to do it. I hear that so often from so many women that are literally, if I even touch base, text them and they're like, oh, hey, I'm doing fine. It's just really crazy busy. Like I can feel them as if they're running a marathon, right? But um, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. (laughs) You might be feeling that overwhelmed feeling and your calendar, that's another thing. Does your calendar have every block filled in? I mean, for me, the more white on my calendar, like the more white space on my calendar, the better I feel. The more relaxed I feel, the more at peace I feel. And it allows me time to work up to whatever that event is on my calendar. And I actually get to embrace it and look forward to it. Instead of just trying to plug my calendar full of things to do to keep busy, to not feel, to not have to face any of my feelings. So does that sound familiar to you? Is your calendar full? Are you behind on the laundry? Let's say you have a trip coming up and maybe you're not ready for it. Does that give you a feeling of overwhelm? Or let's say you have a project or something due at work or school um, and you have to go to the grocery and you've got to make dinner. Like all of these things are very, very familiar, especially to us moms. But overwhelm is a common feeling for all of us women. It's a feeling that comes from a thought like, I just have too much to do and I don't know where to even start. So we all think that thought, trust me. We, every woman on the planet has thought that before <laughs> and probably thinks it quite often. But the truth is, feelings don't come from the calendar or the laundry or the kids or fixing dinner or the job or the trip on the calendar. Overwhelm comes from our thinking. Overwhelm comes from thoughts like, I am just not keeping up. I am just a horrible mom. Other women can do it. Why can't I? I am just not doing a good job. I am such a loser. My husband is going to be so mad if I ask him to help. I'm not doing anything very well. There's just not enough time. 
Where does the time go? There's just not enough money. I am just not good at this. I should quit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Our brain has an endless number of thoughts to offer to us that will keep us feeling overwhelmed. The interesting thing about feeling overwhelmed is that it never gives us the results that we want. Like, how is overwhelm, how is feeling overwhelmed, how is that serving you? Overwhelm doesn't motivate us into action at all. We'd like to just be able to get caught up and get our work done, but overwhelm is not going to do the trick. What happens when we're in overwhelm, suspiciously enough, it is the exact opposite. We end up doing nothing. We end up shutting down. We keep thinking the thought of, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed right now. We literally could just sit on the sofa and repeat that, I'm so overwhelmed. And that thought keeps us stuck in overwhelm, doing nothing. (laughs) And because we don't like feeling, we try to avoid it by eating something instead or drinking something instead or complaining instead or even shopping instead spending money we shouldn't be spending, or sitting on the sofa and binge-watching freaking Netflix instead. In the coaching world, we call all of this kind of action buffering. None of these actions are helpful. In fact, these actions perpetuate the feeling of overwhelm. So being overwhelmed can create more overwhelm just by thinking it. We all do it, and that's just good to know, right? Like, we all do this, but it's good to be aware of it, and it's good to watch it in ourselves, to recognize it in ourselves, become very self-aware of when this is happening so that we can actually do something about it. So what I want to teach you today is the feeling of overwhelm is not our problem. When we get good at feeling overwhelmed, again, it's good to feel your feelings, but when we get really good at feeling overwhelmed and we can actually understand that we have the power to break it down, dissect it, we'll feel it less and less and less and less. When we learn to manage it, when we learn to control it, when we learn to organize it, The more that we can practice naming our feeling and processing the feeling, the more power we'll actually have over that feeling. So mad isn't a problem. Frustrated isn't a problem. Anxious isn't a problem. Being stuck is not a problem. Shame, they're not our problems. In fact, no feeling is a problem. Humans are meant to feel all the feelings that we feel. That's why they're there. That's why we get them. The way to feel better is to be able to name our feeling and connect it with the thought that is creating the feeling so that we can be aware of it. And that's step number two. That's huge. Step number three is um, befriend your feelings. Like, get comfortable with it. 
get to know it, understand it, process it, allow it, welcome it, own it, it's there. So when we get really good and practiced and comfortable feeling any of those negative feelings, instead of reacting to them, instead of pushing them away and stuffing them, ignoring them, avoiding them, judging them, numbing them, we can start to feel better. So becoming friends with our negative feelings is very, very useful. Naming them is very useful. Feeling them is very useful. Processing them is useful. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable is very useful. Negative feelings are never a problem. Say that to yourself. Negative feelings are never a problem. We have just always thought that they were, and so we didn't learn how to be okay with them. But today, we're going to start being okay with negative feelings. We might have been taught that feeling sad or disappointed, that those feelings are wrong or even weak. So we tend to push those feelings aside and try to hide them, like we try to tuck them away. But these feelings themselves are not the problem. It's what we make those feelings mean about us and about other people that's the problem for us. The more that we allow our feelings or our practice of feeling them, the more alive we become and the less time we spend suffering. So let's just stick with the common feeling of overwhelm for today and we'll take a deeper look at it. But you can insert any feeling here using these steps to befriend and to be able to process. Now that you have some tools, I think you'll be able to handle this a little bit better. And again, it takes practice. You're not gonna like rewire your way of thinking and handling things overnight. This takes the want and the desire to be able to manage your feelings and to process your feelings. So you're gonna wanna drop into your body because emotions happen inside the body, not in your head. It's a vibration that is centered in like pretty much like your shoulders or in your chest. And I know a lot of people feel it in their stomach. Wherever that is, I want you to try and do this little exercise. You're going to breathe into it. So what does overwhelm feel like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it loud? Is it quiet? What color is it for you? Can you put a color with it? Is it fast or is it slow? We sit with it and we get familiar with it and we befriend it until it passes. If it lingers, that's okay. We can move ahead with lingering feelings when we're not afraid of them. We keep running away from these feelings, like we're afraid to feel the feeling. But the feeling is meant to be felt. So when we recognize them and we befriend them and even expect them, <laughs> they are usually predictable and right on time, every time, just like, oh, there you are, my faithful companion, overwhelm, 
you can come along for the ride today. You can just sit there in the passenger seat, but you're not driving the car. So see, well, we can hold many different emotions and still get the results that we want. We can feel better by befriending our negative feelings. So the last step that I'm going to talk about today is step number four, or tool number four. Decide how you want to feel and practice that feeling. You get to choose how you want to feel about everything. And this is such fun. Like, if you like mindset work, if you like retraining, rewiring your brain from the old way of thinking, this is so super cool. We don't have to change our circumstance to feel better. We don't have to divorce our husband. We don't have to quit our job. We don't have to clear our calendar to feel better. We can keep our trip and our job and our bills and our groceries and our laundry and the kids who may argue or do something you'd rather them not do or none of this is a problem anymore. Do you see how huge is this? But that thought alone will help us to feel better. None of these things that I'm worried about are even problems. They don't have to be if I don't want them to be. I just think they are, and I think it's too much, and I think I'm, I'm behind, and I'm creating all this drama on my own. But when you learn to manage your brain and you don't let the brain take the steering wheel, you can actually assess what it's doing and what it's trying to think, and you can actually control it, organize it, manage it. The feeling of overwhelm will never get you out of overwhelm, right? When we own that we are creating our own negative experience and we can get a little movement in a different direction, we can feel better. So what would be a more useful feeling? You have a lot of options. You always have a choice, right? It's like going to a vending machine and instead of choosing a snack like, I don't know, ranch Doritos or corn chips, you get to choose a feeling like determined or confident. So we always have options. Like we just make a deliberate choice what feeling will be useful for me today to get past this feeling of fill in the blank. Overwhelm is the one that we've used today. And then you just want to be sure to take action. So just to give you an example for me, I always default to the feeling of determined. And my daddy, ever since I was a little bitty girl, he always said, like I would ask him sometimes, like as I got older, what word would you use to describe me? You ever did that with your friends or family? Like if you could just Pick one word. What would the word be to describe me? If you've never done that before, I encourage you to do it. Ask your spouse. Ask your kids. Um, it, it really will be eye-opening for you. But the word that my dad always said was determined. He's like, you have always been one little determined girl. <laughs> so when I'm feeling determined, I get my work done. And that feeling drives me to act. So the first thing I do when I'm feeling determined is sit down, 
write everything, like do my brain dump. You guys know that I talk about the brain dump, and I uh, that's why I created the Daily Unleashed Habit Planner. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble if you want to grab one and try it, but it's like a brain dump, and it helps you organize those thoughts, make a list of the actual things that I need to get done in order of importance for the day, then I get busy doing them and I check them off my list and I just make it a very amazing and like wonderful day of being very determined and it's really cool to see how quick that I can get out of that overwhelm feeling. So for me, determined does the trick every single time. So what about you? What can be your go-to intentional feeling to get you out of a place of overwhelm or out of fill, fill in the blank, to take action. It could be something like, let's think of some words here, like motivated, inspired, focused, determined. It, whatever it is, practice any of these feelings any time that you want to. So take it back. Stop the blame game. It's very unnecessary. And it's just a practice that you can start unpracticing, to default to that feeling, right? Decide that you want to feel better and accept the fact that you are actually creating your own experience. Sad, mad, disappointed, overwhelmed, left out, nervous, anxious, grumpy, grouchy, annoyed. Feel it all. Own it. And create the exact life that you want to create. I can't even begin to tell you how much this has changed me. I used to feel anxious in everything. I was like afraid of hurting people's feelings or afraid that I would feel maybe left out. I never did really suffer with FOMO in my life, but on occasion, sometimes I would feel that. And to deal with my anxiety, I worked over time to make it go away, like to, to get the, the teaching, the coaching, everything that I needed in order to deal with it. Because I was afraid to feel anxious, so I became a little bit of a people pleaser instead, like trying to default that feeling from feeling it and just do something that would make me feel a different way, right? So now I I feel it. I just, I attack it. I um, I face it head on and I don't know that actually learning to feel negative feelings was the key to me being or feeling more free and confident per se but once I got better at feeling and owning my um, feelings I broke the habit of trying to be that people pleaser and my entire life started to shift like in every capacity so I'm telling you that this is definitely key to your freedom this is the key to your confidence this is the key to actually if you want to try and kind of reinvent your life in the second stage of life. But just get good at feeling, you guys, and you'll feel so much better. <laughs> get practice at taking responsibility for your emotions, and you'll just feel so much better. Like, know that you are doing it right, and there's nothing wrong with you. This is, like, this will solve any of your bad habits that you're trying to break. If you're trying to break away from over-drinking, if you're trying to break away from overeating, if you're trying to break away from overspending, if you're trying to break away from people-pleasing, any of those habits that are taking the place of 
feeling your feelings, it's just brilliant. And I know you can relate to all of this, and I can relate to it. So it's just helpful. So I'm going to leave you with that for today and encourage you to pay attention to your feelings. Um, start getting very comfortable with them and try to organize them a little bit. And I know we're so good at, like, positive feelings, but just allow and welcome and open up to your negative feelings, too, and stop being afraid of them and stop pushing them away, shoving them under the rug, drinking them away, eating them away, trying to put a Band-Aid on them and hiding and avoiding and resisting them and definitely stop reacting to them, right? Take a breath, take a moment. That will give us so much leverage in our life and empower us and take us to the place that we're hoping to go, like self-confidence and self-trust and just creating a life that we love, a life that we love to live. So thank you so much. If you're at the end of the podcast here and you're still listening, thank you for listening today. I love you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you so much for listening to Heather's Get Unstuck podcast. Her goal is to help as many women as possible, and if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact Heather's efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find Heather on Instagram at GlitterU, her website at www.glitteru.com, and or join the free Get Unstuck Community Facebook group.